Hey listeners, the Passionate Health Advocate Show one-year anniversary live Q&A episode is happening on July 20th, and I want you to be my special guest. We'll all be sitting in the hot seat, and you can ask me questions about the making of the podcast, your favorite episode, or other health-related topics. Don't want to miss on the fun? There's still time to join. Go to Passionate Health Advocate Facebook page to sign up, or email denise at passionatehealthadvocate.com for more details. Frustrated with your pain or injury? That sucks, but I'm here to help. Hi, my name is Denise DeShetler and I'm a body worker and educator. Why is it so hard to find the care we need to feel better? Most of my clients have asked that question for years until we started working together. Now I'm gonna help you find those answers. I'll explore different health disciplines and chat with talented practitioners. We'll share our insights and practical advice to help you get the results you need to feel good again. Because seeking the right care for your health can be a pain in the arse. But with me, your wellness journey will turn into a fun-filled adventure. Buckle up, baby, for the Passionate Health Advocate Show. Welcome, listeners, and thanks for joining another Health Success Story episode. Health success stories are episodes where everyday people turn into their own health advocate superstar. I'm here with Monica Kandushi. She's a 56-year-old embodiment educator and transformational life coach living in Ontario, Canada. Her favorite book is The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Monica dealt with intense neurological symptoms brought on by the EBV and the shingles virus. She later experienced a debilitating year with chronic fatigue syndrome. Today, she is going to share with us how she moved herself through her illness to feeling regenerated and hopeful. Hello, Monica. How are you today? Hi, I'm very good. Can I say good or well? Well, you know, I am Italian, so maybe sometimes I'm not using the appropriate words. Well, it sounds like you're doing excellent uh, with the laugh. And so, yes, Monica is a native Italian speaker, but she does speak very good English. And uh, we reached out together because she has a fascinating story. And I'm so happy that you're here today to share that with us. So thank you so much. Well, thank you for hosting me and allowing me to share the story. Yes, yes. Do you want to start telling us about this amazing experience that you went through? Yeah, well, I'm, yes, let's, let's go. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm a 56 years old woman. Um, and uh, a few years ago, and to be precise, I think all started in 2014, not 15. So I was hit by shingles and it was uh, such a weird episode because uh, on my skin, it was almost invisible, but but on my brain, on my nervous system, it was a disaster. So it was like uh, having a meningitis, a very, very strong one. My daughter was in vacation, so and uh, and and so it was too late to to take antivirals or anything. And so I decided I'm a really wild. So don't take, don't model me, please. <laughs> don't do, 
anything. Don't try this at home. Is that, no, is that the disclaimer you're getting? Okay. Exactly. So, so, so I, I decided just to recover by sleeping. I couldn't do anything else. Honestly, I was just having hallucinations and kind of, yeah, it was like a burning pain. It was horrible everywhere. So I was able to recover but uh, actually, uh, it was not so fast. So I had uh, symptoms for months. I couldn't uh, even walk. It was a burning pain everywhere. And also my cognitive function was were not, not exactly optimal because uh, it takes time to recover from a kind of uh, meningitis. But I, I did it. And so I was happy. I was really mm, tired very, very soon doing anything. But I, I, told, I told myself, okay, it's the virus. It's okay. Then um, a few years later, and it was uh, three years later, I had a kind of relapse, but it was worse. It was some, something I couldn't even describe headache was like uh, someone was pulling out my eyes uh, the oh. burning yeah and then it was like being a well I, when I was a, a child I I was hit by electricity a couple of times <laughs> nothing serious but I remember the pain after that really you were struck by lightning when you were a child no 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 not a, ni- a, a, a lightning I was not I, it was just a home electricity <laughs> was, oh, was okay much. so you had an electric shock Oh, yes. Thank you. Okay. You experienced electric shock. So you're saying this pain that you're experiencing in your relapse. It was similar to that. It's similar to what, what happens after it's, it's kind of pain remaining kind of stagnant pain in the Mm. hands and feet and over the bones. It's like burning over the bone. It's really difficult to explain. Wow. I think you're describing it pretty well. Wow. Okay. But the the worst part was that I experienced some kind of depression that was so new for me. And uh, what weird symptoms. I couldn't recognize myself. It was like I was uh, trapped into into something. uh, Well, I, I... I thought also it was menopause maybe because it was more or less the same time, but it was a nightmare. And, uh, and I understood that there was something very deep and it was not, not really me. It was something really, I don't uh, wish to anybody. So um, then a friend of mine, she told me, look, maybe you have chronic fatigue syndrome. So go for a test. Chronic fatigue syndrome. Yes. A friend was saying you might have that. Okay. Yeah. Uh And myalgic, it's also called myalgic encephalomyelitis because when it's viral. So I think, I thought, okay, can be maybe the shingles coming back? What's that? Mm-hmm. And uh, I couldn't really stand up uh, two hours. I need to sleep uh, day and night. It was, it was really hard. But then I decided, okay, I will, I will, I will make it. I will. <laughs> I'm really like a bit wild in that. So I decided to use all my tools from relaxation to breathing to visual uh, visualization, mental imagery, everything, and a lot of work on myself. I, I have a background that allows me to play and 
as I told you before, I am a little bit wild. So I'm for experimenting on myself, not on others, but on myself. It's fine yeah. for me. Her background. So she's a dancer, a body worker. There's more. Yes. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So this is what she means. Um, she will help herself, try her tools and help herself out. Also, because I have this kind of attitude when something uh, not pleasant uh, hits me, I think, OK, if I go through this, maybe I can share my experience and help some somebody else. <laughs> so this is my attitude. Yes. And look, and you're here now. You're here now. Yes. And and so I I took a long break from, uh, because I was still trying to work. I was still trying, okay, now today I feel a little bit better, so I can do something. And then the day after I was <laughs> broken. So mm. I finally, I understood that there was a big inner conflict that was between a part of myself uh, mm, trying to be normal and another part of myself wanting also to be much more creative, uh, I could feel it. And I felt clearly that it was not good to feed this conflict. So, so I felt, okay, now is the best moment to take a break from everything and just rest. Hmm. And so I decided to, and it, 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 it was like going through a kind of, identity shift and actually I needed that break break to to take uh, really the the, the the breath to do that a big breath to do that and I started improving well with all my you know my experiments on the floor because I couldn't stand up like but I I did a lot of things on the floor and resting and basically not trusting too much what I was reading because I was reading horrible things like, you can't recover from that. It's your life. Wow. No, I don't want this to be my life. I'm too young for that. And I'm too rebel, probably. <laughs> so when I recovered enough uh, to travel and I felt really good at a certain point, I felt like, okay, I, I'm back to normal. It's unbelievable. I, it took one. It took one year. Huh? It was so not. one year. Yes. You decided to rest and yes. just kind of explore what you could do for yourself for your body because you were in so much pain. Were you even able to walk? In generally, oh, it, it was really, really difficult. I could walk barely uh, in the house, mm -hmm. but I, I needed maybe okay. I stand up uh, and do my things, and I sit down one hour, and then I go to sleep or just rest and go through a relaxation two hours. It was like okay. this, not wow. in the, not in the first month, the first month, it was just headache. Like uh, someone were, was pulling my eyes out, something, no, the painkillers. I'm not for, I'm not for medication so much. I tried and it didn't work. <laughs> so I was okay. Let's see what happens now. Got and, it. Uh, I, I I had some help from a colleague suggesting me the keto diet keto diet for keto a while. Diet. Okay. Uh -huh. So my brain was really happy with that, and so it helped a bit. And uh, then finally, when I noticed that I was able to function enough, I decided to go to Italy because uh, the doctor that my friend suggested me she was in Italy. 
She was a virologist, so she specialized in this issue. And uh, there, there, was, there is a clinic, only one in Italy. Um, they, they, they perform some special blood tests so they can see w- w- what is the virus creating this mess. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. so I, when I went there, and, uh, and, and then at the end, I decided I was fine. I, it was like I was re- reborn already, but I decided to go to the doctor anyway and to show the results. And she was surprised because she looked at me and she told me, look, with this kind of test, you should be in the ICU. I see you. So you went to the doctor, you're feeling great, but you experienced all of this from uh, the meningitis. Yes. And so by the time you were able to go to your doctor, because a year later, you go in Italy for a special clinic, the doctor was surprised. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. She was, and then I told her, yeah, I recovered myself. And she was like, wow, (laughs) how you can do, how you did it. And so she explained, but at least I had an explanation because I was looking for an explanation. I was mm-hmm. looking to understand why it happened to me, what, what, what it was. And she told me it's, it's clearly the results from the shingle, the varicella virus is almost dormant. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, it, it's, it's sleeping, it's but the yeah. EB, EB virus, the Epstein-Barr virus, this is a mononucleosis virus. I didn't even know I had mononucleosis. I don't know when it happened. I honestly, okay. I, I so have there no was memory. A, there yeah. was a virus already living in you, and then the shingles woke it up? Is that what you're uh, saying? Uh, and the, a, uh, the EBV, same mm-hmm. thing, because uh, it looks like those viruses and other viruses um, from the same family, they never go away. They never mm-hmm. They just slip into your uh, body somewhere, and they when they wake up, they wake up because probably the immune system is uh, too low, mm-hmm. and so they wake up and they make a mess. So they were like celebrating having a party in my brain somewhere, and I was like, mm, okay, guys go to sleep again, please, because I, I'm, I, I, I can't tolerate it anymore. Yes, yes. And so I was really happy because, um, so then I took more time. I gave myself more time to not to back. Um, so I decided not to go back to what I was doing before because what I understood, it was like, okay, maybe my immune system was not happy because of the many moves, you know, we moved everywhere, every year from a place to another for a while. But I thought it it was also because I, I had this inner conflict. I was suppressing part of my being um, actually and I, I didn't do anything crazy honestly apart from taking a couple of burlesque classes of course <laughs> at the end no, but I, I, I'm kidding but not really kidding it's true I just decided to express myself a, a little bit more with the, coming back to perform because I had this background as a performer creating my one woman show and uh, starting again working with women because it was something I, I put aside. I forgot in some way. I was okay. just 
And so let me, let me clarify. Yeah. So you, cause I think a lot of listeners are probably like, okay, what was the trigger for this big party in your brain to happen with these viruses? So um, a little background, you're saying you have moved, moved homes a lot. Yeah. Yes. So exactly. you were thinking, oh my gosh, cause that's a big deal. That's like a, that's one of the number one, there's a top three stressors, right? So moving. Yes. Is, yes. a, is a huge stress. So you're thinking, oh, this was triggered by my moving so much. Yes. And yes. then also you personally, you were probably living or functioning in a way that wasn't uh, sitting well with you. Sounds yes. like you're having the intern. So there was an, also an internal conflict exactly. in the way that you were living. So, okay. So you, did the doctor say that this is what triggered it or is this what your no, summation this is, is? Well, this is what I felt deeply because when I, I had a lot of time to look inside myself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I felt clearly that, okay, when I moved to Canada, I decided to work only as a body worker and just to, well, okay, when I go back to Italy, I will do everything else. That means uh, performing uh, or um, sharing my experiences and expertise with circles of women, writing a book occasionally because, <laughs> because I like mm-hmm. to do that. And, and I felt clearly that, okay, this part, this part, I, I miss this part. So this part is like, uh, mm, not living mm-hmm, so this is the mm-hmm. fire the fire i'm uh, i'm uh, trying to suppress it's not good because it's, it's a fire coming up and well i work a lot with symbols and so for me it was clear the message it's like uh, uh okay my body is telling me something let's understand what is the message so mm-hmm, I, I, i'm mm-hmm. i'm very good in this <laughs> I, yeah. I know i know myself very well and so as soon as this, I decided to um, give myself more space and, and it's in my life, it's not even, I'm, I'm lucky because I, my husband is not the kind of husband telling me, no, you have to do what, <laughs> what you're used to do. I yeah, don't want you to. It's very good that no, you have yeah. that freedom exactly. uh, in so, your home, the support in your home because yes, yes. What she, what you're explaining is, um, yeah, it, it you had that internal conflict. Not all of you was being expressed, so you needed to make some changes, which would also look very different with your family if you're going to be making these changes. Well, there is always, even if I was more than 50, I was like, okay, let's see. Is maybe an issue due to self-judgment? Because maybe, you know, mm-hmm. maybe I, I'm not so like, uh, mm, do I want to show everybody what I am also in Canada? And then I, I decided, yes, it's time. <laughs> Why I should hide myself in Canada and just leave myself in, in Italy? It's not, it's a, it's a nonsense. And so, and so the recover was uh, really, well, it was already, already there and I needed just a bit of time to to set up everything <laughs> and to okay. Die. okay okay this is me this is my life this I, I celebrate actually I celebrated my healing creating a show for women going through menopause so to celebrate this rite of passage that it's underestimate for for all the women because I felt like okay I'm, uh, I felt not just healed, but 
regenerated, reborn. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. why we should feel that, uh, okay, we are entering menopause, we feel pain, we have this diagnosis like, okay, chronic fatigue syndrome is not such a pleasure, but we can go through everything. We are so resilient. We can find our inner resources and we can feel good again it's not uh, something that has to stay has to stay with you forever you can send those viruses to sleep again <laughs> this mm-hmm. is this is my message oh yeah it's the passionate health advocate dance break now get up and shake your thing That's a great message because I know there's a lot of people out there dealing with this, especially uh, chronic fatigue syndrome. Um, and so just knowing, okay, so I have a couple of questions. Yeah. When you saw your doctor in Italy, yeah. uh, he, she was amazed that yes. you were functioning. Did you have a conversation with them about your recovery? And and just, I'm just curious of what their response was about well, what she, you did to help yourself. She is a virologist with a very, very, um, very, I, I, I would say rational, logical. Uh, okay. So very logical. Uh-huh. But she, she was trained also in psychotherapy. So she told me, okay. I, I understand that uh, probably you find you found your key to self healing because it's unbelievable what I'm seeing uh, looking at you because you you look healthy you look radiant you look uh, not uh, not sick at all so she 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 knew that well the the test was mine but uh, so she she in some way supported my my version, my assumptions. Okay. And yeah. And, and so this, this was a kind of validation and, uh, well, uh, what I can say, well, I know also that chronic fatigue syndrome can be, um, triggered by other issues, sometimes structural issues. Sometimes it's the neck. Sometimes it's something going on between the, uh, um, Atlas and the occiput. Sometimes, the, the trigger for these kind of symptoms can be also not not just viral, but it's it's really uh, there are a lot of shades, right? Okay, a lot of a lot of things can lead yeah. you into chronic fatigue syndrome. Yes. Okay. But but for sure, well, uh, I would suggest to everybody to work on their structure in a gentle way. And uh, staying in touch. It's, I know that it's not easy to stay in touch with your body when you are so much in pain, mm-hmm. but it pays. It's rewarding because uh, if you can stay with the pain, like in the mindfulness, for example, uh, meditation or something helping you feel and go through to this. And also, I, I, I met other women feeling depressed 
And it's not just because the pain makes you feel depressed. It's really one of those symptoms. Depression can mm. be just a symptom. It's, it's, uh, and when I realized that, I start saying, okay, this is not me. It's like being possessed by the virus. Right. You're like, that's not my nature. Right. Yeah. And it's a real symptom. I didn't exactly. realize that actually. I did not realize depression is an actual, I mean, I can see if someone has or is living with chronic fatigue syndrome, you will become depressed. I mean, I get that, but as a mental, uh, symptom exactly from that wow yeah so yeah, there's I like would, a chemical in the brain changing when you have of, of course wow, i yeah. think there is nothing working <laughs> appropriately in, the, in yeah, those moments yeah. and the biochemistry in our brain and body is totally a mess mm-hmm. but i found the attitude and the most helpful attitude was like uh, okay this shall pass. It's not for, it's not, it's, it's just a transition. It's just a transition. This is how I feel today and I can feel much better tomorrow. And this wow. was, was my attitude. And this mm-hmm. was so much helpful because, yes. that, and also journaling is helpful because when you start putting a cross and say, okay, this day was a nightmare. The day after is a nightmare, but then you start seeing, okay, well, now, there is one day good and two day not so good. But then you start saying, oh, now I have two days good. And then a couple of days not really good. And then three days, I feel so good without any symptoms. And then maybe you have a couple of symptoms, but don't, not all of them. Mm-hmm. And it's so helpful. And now I have to tell, to be sincere, to be honest, if I catch a cold or mm-hmm. any kind of virus, I have a relapse. You do. I have a relapse, but Mm -hmm. I don't care. I mean, I I, I don't have any more any kind of mental issues. I I mean, I don't feel depressed anymore. I feel my brain functioning always, even if I have relapse. A relapse can be just the burning pain, not so big, just a bit. Mm Mm-hmm. But then it's totally manageable because I know it's only a transition. And when the call will be gone a couple of days later, I will be okay. So, Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm so glad you're sharing that. And this is why, you know, I wanted you on the show because, uh, you know, as you know, I'm a body worker and deal with bodies and healing. And I think the road to recovery is so challenging, especially mentally when we get another setback. I think that is probably one of the hardest things for people. Like they feel like they're making progress and then there's a setback and then it's just, it's all over from there. So listening to how you are pacing yourself. And I think it's, we all, every single one of us, when we get in a position and know it's, it's like building that trust of ourselves and know that it's not permanent. And we like noticing how we can recover and it may come again. And it's just, how do we live through that pain? How do we live through that discomfort and know we'll be on the other side? And I think it's, it's finding that trust in ourselves, right? That, yes, oh, the inner definitely. strength and yeah, resilience. Yeah. Resilience and the body, the body, the body has a wisdom and I don't, uh, this is why I, as you told before, don't try this at home. I mean, I don't suggest anybody <laughs> to try to be so weird and wild as Yeah. I Cause you went yeah. totally on your own and I, yeah, it's a, yeah. But, but again, 
there, you know, there may be people that have a lot of tools like you. And so you chose to go on your own probably because you had the experience and the, yes. And tapped into your body wisdom that you're yes. like, okay, I'm going to go this alone for now. Exactly. But, it, but in the end you did see your doctor and you were getting advice. So yeah. it's like, if you don't, if you're someone going through this and you don't feel like you have the tools, then you need to go and, and get to, you know, someone that can give you the tools for sure. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Because it's a, I would say that I recovered because of my constant work on self-development. Yeah. Also because huge. also because yeah. I have a role in, in this with others. And even if I took a long break from my my own role in that moment because I needed just to work on myself. Mm-hmm. This is really important, but it's also important to to know ourselves, to understand, yeah. to understand who we are, and maybe there is something knocking at the door. And then if I can share something, I worked with um, healers. It, ca- it, it happened to me to meet extraordinary healers. And I want to pass the message from one of those uh, healers. She was amazing. She, she passed away. She was from Uzbekistan. Okay. And she used to say that, uh, well, every, every um, illness, uh, it's, like, it's like a, a visitor. So if you take a turn from the road you were uh, walking on when you fall sick, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and if, if you can transform yourself, then the illness will not recognize you anymore. And so oh, wow. it, it will great. go away. <laughs> it will go away. And, and this was really, I have goosebumps. I do too. Yeah. That gave me chills. That's yeah. Oh, wow. Well, she, she was, she was my teacher. So mm-hmm. I, I, I was so grateful because this was what guided me also. Okay. Yeah. There is something that I have to, I have to go through to rebuild, rebuild, uh, re- Reborn, reborn. To be reborn, yes, mm-hmm. to be reborn, mm-hmm. and, and and it was like really this identity shift that helped me, but I don't think this is for everybody. It was for me because I was stubborn and I was <laughs> I was like, okay, I let's pretend I don't I don't hear anything from myself. I I will do whatever I did before. No, <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. pretending to be someone else. I was pretending to be someone else, and this was the source of my inner conflict and and this was valid for me so the point is to to understand how we how we work inside and and we can of course we can ask for help to understand more of ourselves because sometimes it's not it's not easy to do right right (laughs) we we need support right we need support yes yes yeah Oh, wow. That's, that's pretty fantastic. So you started all of this at, you said 2014, 2014, 2015? I, I think it was 2014, the first attack. Then I felt good a couple of years, uh, three years. And then the last, the, 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 the worst, um, the EBV, uh, EBV uh, virus, when it showed up, it was 2018. Mm-hmm. And it was really one year spent almost, uh, oh, maybe I, 
I don't remember when we met. Maybe maybe we have a clue around there. I don't remember. We, we met we met actually around the time that you um, were going through this because we connected and then I actually don't think we communicated for a year. So uh, I'm yeah. living proof to know that that you yeah. did check yes. out for a year. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember. I think we met physically when I was just doing better. I think so. I was. Yeah. Some, yeah, yeah, somehow. Yeah. And so, yeah, and so um, I, I, I want to share this story because I want to give hope. Because yes. this, despite, despite uh, every kind of diagnosis or whatever the doctors, uh, because there are doctors very, very open and there are doctors that they don't want to give you hope because they don't want to um, like give you expectation and then you become disappointed and right right yeah <laughs> I, I understand i understand it's true that we are all different but we can try we, we can trust our system too and uh, i i think we can really integrate the the medical perspective with our inner resources it's uh, it's a uh, teamwork Right. Oh, very well put. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's not just one all be all. Right. No, we have the exactly. resources outside that have make sense to our inner resources. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now I think it's now it's three. Uh, well, the last year well, when the pandemic started, I was uh, ready to to open myself to the world in my new version. So mm-hmm. when the pandemic started, I was already really really feeling really really good then it was like an adventure to show up when all the all the world was closing but in in some way the world was closing and you were opening up yeah yeah exactly so i did it online of course but mm-hmm. it it was it was um, i realized that this experience made me much more much stronger and more resilient yeah. so that I, at the end, the pandemic didn't affect me because I was I was already isolated for one year, much before that. So it was like, well, okay, well. <laughs> oh, yeah, it makes a lot of sense that the recovery made you, yeah, prepared you for the pandemic because I know a lot of us, myself yeah. included, definitely went through the ringer. Um, and, you know, but we are all, I mean, everyone listening, we've made it through. <laughs> so it's, yes. like, it's just showing that... Yes. Yeah. And the body naturally, uh, wants to heal. Like that's, that's the, the, you know, the MO yeah. for the body. So again, listening to it, getting the resources you need to help it and, and hope. And I just, yeah. Knowing how you walk through each day and noticing those little changes. I mean, wow. So can you reiterate the, the phrase you either told yourself or the healer that gave you advice. I just think that's really wonderful for people to, to hang on to. Yeah. It's like, imagine the, uh, I rephrase it a bit. And so I used to say, imagine the, the illness is a kind of messenger. Mm-hmm. And it goes away when you accept the message. She used to say, imagine the, 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 the illness like a visitor. Mm-hmm. If you change so much, if you turn, you change, you 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 change your path. It's like you take a turn on your path, and you transform yourself enough that the visitor cannot recognize you anymore, and so it goes away. 
it's nice. it's uh, it's nice. nice yes that's good yes these little things so if this resonates with you listeners um it's just again another perspective and maybe this rings true or maybe you've never heard of anything like this and when something happens to you, it's a good uh, food for thought. So yes. Yes. Thank you, Monica. Thank you so much for sharing this. Is there anything else you want to leave with our listeners uh, from your experience? Well, I want just to add another word of hope for menopause, because it's not true that is the end of the word. It's the beginning of a new word. Very exciting, actually. So, <laughs> so this is what makes me really passionate right now okay this is the message i'm sharing everywhere so yes it's like yeah reborn into a a new phase right yeah especially because for many women uh the two things happen together so it's like uh, mm, some symptoms can be also related or some way worsened by the hormonal settings so Mm -hmm. but there is hope it will be okay it will be okay, definitely. Great. Oh, well, thank you so much for sharing your personal story and your triumphs and, and now how you're living with it with grace and obviously enthusiasm. So that is already hopeful for all of us. So I just want to thank you so much for being thank, with us today. Thank you. Thank you so much for allowing me to share. Thanks for joining the Passionate Health Advocate Show with your host, Denise DeShutler. Like what you hear? Then subscribe, rate, and review this podcast.